when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Patrick Klepek. Ah! That's my name. That's your name. I need to fix your video is what I need to fix. Well, well, I ruined your video. I ruined my video. I ruined all video. Oh, that's get rid you. of that sensitive information where we talk about that we're going to do a call. That's it. This is what I want. This is the, this right here ah, is how it should, that's not how it should look me. either. I've doxed you. I've doxed you. Yo, ready for a call? Sure. That's it. That's all the information. It's all out there now on the web. Finally, all, all my information is truly out there. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, how you doing, buddy? How you living in the in the uh, the week after being targeted by like a shitty uh, bad faith attempt to uh, uh, drag my your name? These the days, mud. Austin are over this coffee cup. Let me point out uh-huh. this coffee cup. I'm You'll looking. notice it's got some breaks. It does. That's don't oh. use that. Whoa, <laughs> dog! That has like six different breaks. Well, it had two. It had two breaks. Um, I'm working on this. Different coffee cups. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, lost reference. Starting to chip off a little bit uh-huh. here. Um, but uh, I dropped it and it broke. And then I got some super glue. Yeah. Managed to keep it off my hands. Mm. Difficult. Put it back on. And then I, I made a point to tell everyone in the house. Okay. My you're, daughter especially. Uh-huh. Don't put this coffee How, cup mm, uh-huh. in. Yeah. The dishwasher. It's gonna heat it up. Yeah, it's gonna break it's gonna it. Get, it's gonna fuck up that glue. Yeah, need and that. And it's gonna break again. Well, a couple weeks back, I went to go pick it up. Thanks, Jessica. <laughs> Plunk. <laughs> it falls off. Good. It falls to the ground. Coffee everywhere. Clean it up. Got that glue back on. Still sipping that coffee. Still sipping that coffee. You didn't have a second. You didn't have a second coffee cup. A different cup. I got other coffee cups, but not this one. I don't. I don't have a. I, I actually. It's funny. The, Does that coffee uh, cup say anything? Or are you just? It says mug. Good. Great. Uh, I had a, uh, a a Dark Souls one that I broke, and then I bought it again, and then I broke it again, and then I decided this. That I'm not going to buy it. Not worth it. A third time. The second one felt like especially cruel. I had said I was went to go walk my dog. And uh, my cleaning robot knocked it off the like sure. a ledge. Sure. It shattered everywhere. And I was like, fine. You know what? Fine. Fuck it. All right. I don't. You don't need. You don't I'll need it. Use, I'll just keep using the coffee cup that hasn't broken, which is number one, dad. Oh. That's still true. That one's the only thing still true. How are you doing? How are we doing this afternoon? We want to do a hot mic morning. And instead, I wrote about frozen synapse two all morning. And the devil. Right. Yeah. And that's. Yeah. Of course. Phone sure. calls and. Now we're talking about um, other stuff. How was your morning? Did you do anything fun? Did you have a hot I, mic morning I, separate I, look, than... Dawson, I dug into what the people want to know. They want to know 
what is the underlying engine technology powering the new horror anthology from the creators of Until Dawn? I haven't seen this because thing. they what? looked at that trailer and said what? that animation we, looks a little suspect. Can we actually watch that trailer? Using the same stuff. Yeah. Can we watch I'll that watch trailer it. together? What's the what's the that's called the Dark Anthology? Is, is that, that are we gonna watch it together? Is yeah. that what we're gonna do? Yeah. Do you okay. wanna? Is that? Sure, I'm not yeah. gonna screen share it with you because last time we tried that, everything broke. It's fine. Uh, you just tell me when you start it, and the, then I'll just the, I'll just watch it's it. It's called the Dark. What? Well, this is uh, uh, something of Madame. Madame. Oh, this is a different game. Man of Madame. Well, it's it's a it's an anthology. Oh, I didn't realize that games. that was. Uh, the it's yeah the Dark Pictures anthology. Right. And then, um, Man of. Uh, Can you Madame? just link me to the video you have in front of you? Sure. Um. This is that way we're linked. We're linked on the same ones. All right, let me mute this advertisement for Sekiro, which we'll talk about in a second also, probably, because I got to play that a couple weeks yeah. ago. And I'm eager to talk to talk my shit on that. Um, I'm going to get this up on the screen and then get us up on the screen. Uh, so this is Bandai Namco is, is publishing. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're actually picking up a bunch of kind of interesting stuff. They're Ooh. also uh, publishing another game from... Uh, don't nod. Okay. Uh, they are. Uh, I forget what it's called. Mind killer or something. It's a I just Doom game. Okay. It's mind. Well, they're calling it Mind Killer now. They announced the Gamescom. <laughs> I don't know. Some <laughs> some other game from Don't Nod that you know looks like a. That looks okay. Like Sounds. So they seem to be investing money in like non traditional Bandai Namco projects. Right. So this is this is not within the fighting game uh, action. You know, sort of RPG wheelhouse. It is the story. Normally. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So this is Man of Medan. Let's let's give. It, I've not seen this yet. I've been like head down on stuff all week, so I've missed a lot of stuff. I'm gonna hit play. Ooh, spooky! All right, I'm fucking here for them doing. Yeah, it's uh, there is there campy is, bullshit. One hundred percent. There is almost nothing original about that. No. Trailer. Like if you if you have watched any a number of uh, largely mediocre horror films over the years, then that is a fits a certain archetype. But it, that fits with Until Dawn, which was. A game that acknowledged horror archetypes and played around with them, right, um, to varying degrees of success, as opposed to pretending uh, that they don't exist. And right. so the idea of them, I think they said they've, like, on a whiteboard, they have like thirty-nine different ones they'd like to make at some point, um, like examining different subgenres of horror. Great. Um, and like, you can be cliche if you're not like if you are embracing the cliche that in some ways like allows you to avoid the cliche because you're not. You're, you're you're calling it what you're it calling is. it what it is yeah yeah, yeah exactly um, and there are a lot of like subgenres of horror that uh are not really applicable to uh like traditional gameplay and so like by just embracing we're a, a, a glorified qte right. game we're just interactive cutscenes where you're just kind of guiding the story along it allows them to sort of hand wave away like all right it doesn't matter that there's not a whole lot to quote do yeah, because yeah, that's not like you're the just point, a character right? that sets up some button presses and then sets up some story options. And, you know, this is meant for you and a bunch of friends to sit around with uh, right. drinking and, and getting. And what I'm curious about is, uh, I know some people, I liked Until Dawn a lot. The first, I liked the first half of Until Dawn a lot. And then I think it really uh, kind of sputters in, in the second half. But um, that's like an eight or nine hour game. Yeah. Which is like you're not going to. It's long. Maybe don't be drinking all day playing on. T- I mean, do what you do whatever you got to do. Right. But that's that's an exhaustive marathon. And then you know, I've tried to it's get a long. group together for like two different 
sessions like that's you know it breaks it up and then that's yeah yeah yeah, exactly exactly which like i think making something more consumable making it a like hey an an evening with until dawn makes a lot of sense yeah even if they cut it in half like if it was like five hours like that is like that is something a little more consumable or at least getting people together for you know uh, you know two two and a half hour you know a movie session is different than uh, getting people together for something that spans you know, but eight to, eight to ten hours. the thing you were just saying, though, is that, like, I think it's fair to say that those faces looked a little different than I, what I, I expected. Kind of awkward faces. It did. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm not going to pretend that game, you know, you know, was a hundred percent stellar there. It just struck me as interesting. And then, like, just a red flag goes up when. Uh, so to be clear, they used uh, an engine. I think the Decima engine is what it's called. It's developed by Guerrilla Games. which you know, used in Horizon. That's what they used, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also being used uh, for um, uh, Kojima's new game, and uh, they used it in Until Dawn. It's been used for a, a number of different games sure. uh, across Sony Studios. It's not like Frostbite, where it's like, hey, everyone's using Decima. It's just more like, hey, would, would your game fit this? Like, you can use the tools we already have and yeah. share shit. Um, and so I just, the animation just kind of struck me as interesting, and so I just shot a Namco an email, and she's like, hey, they're building their own tech for this. They're like, oh, we're not talking about that. Mm, that's is that true are they not talking about that so then i uh was gonna write a story that was just like speculative i was like well let me do a quick do your due diligence yeah yeah yeah. do uh, your job uh with the developers and couldn't find any interviews except for this one uh like german language uh youtube channel that they did the interview in english and like the third question was like (laughs) hey are you guys using the same tech and like that in the studio is like no like we built our own tech like great The Medan engine or something like that. I was like, right, okay, right, right. Thanks. Great. Cool. Thanks. I, person, which is not their, their fault. That's I hope I wish them luck. I hope the game that. turns out well, regardless of that. You know, an engine is not. Uh, I, I think that there are people, there are people in the commentariat who sometimes can get really hung up on engine. Um, yeah. It was like, I don't fucking know what makes a game engine work. I know what devs have told me. So I know. Right. I know what, well, you know, uh, we were just actually talking about not engines, but hardware recently, talking about the limits of the, the Vita. And so, like, uh, the reason I know that the Vita has limits and serious, like, RAM limits, it only has, like, 512 megs of RAM, and that's a problem, is because lots of devs have told me that. Um, but, you know, I, I hear so many people on the internet talking shit about, like, Unity or Game Maker or whatever, and it's like, you don't, what do you, like, do you know what you're saying, or do you, are you just jabbing because you have some, some, desire to sound like you know what the fuck you're talking about uh yeah i mean it could also be that like they don't have access to like a, a totally expensive motion capture totally. studio that sony probably like owns and allows their studios to operate like i don't know exactly. the specifics of that but like there are lots of sorts of like reasonable expectations and also this is this is bandit amco probably has a lower budget probably than, than sony uh, right and sony who like you know you know, has alluded to like god of war being like one of their more expensive like they really right. famously like i've heard from up and down like allow us there's a long leash financially for right. the games they build internally i mean until dawn it. was a vr game to begin with or something right or was a ps3 ps move game, PS move it was a, game. It was a, right a playstation 3 ps move game that moved to ps4 <laughs> and dropped the ps move stuff but kind of kept some of it because you could you could yeah, yeah, yeah. Move the controller around to, to do stuff like you could turn that off um and yeah, like that game has changed a lot. Um, I, I wrote a piece for Kotaku, kind of. That's what it was. The the, um, the evolution of the game, but yeah, I'm. It's this is right up my alley. I'm super excited that they're building something like this. I, I wish them well, and I, I'm super excited to see uh, 
what they uh, end up doing with it. I think there's a lot of promise in Until Dawn that they could capitalize on and build on. So, yeah, yeah that's this is one of the more exciting uh, uh, Gamescom for me, just because totally it is 100 like someone said. You know, Pedro really wanted another one of those games. So <laughs> yeah. let's make three of them. I, uh, your pal Frendo, uh, one of our mods in the chat, um, and, and uh, Robo Witch, also, also a mod in the chat, both have said, like, games need more short stories as, like, a thing. Yep. Um, and I think we see a lot of that in the independent space in terms of just, like, short games, games that maybe take you an evening to play through. Something like Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor is a game that I really love, and is like, oh, yeah, I sat down and I played through that whole game. Um, but it, in the AAA space, I feel like there is a lot of room for this sort of anthology short story stuff uh there's just not much of it um or I think part of the problem is right is like it's it's like a uh, yes at the point that you're going to spend the money to build a thing to build any to you build need, you need those at you want to stretch those assets as far as, as far possible as you can. yeah and so like, it's not that you know any studio couldn't build something that t- took 90 minutes is that well, we built all this this big fucking forest, Bo- like, which we just includes have the forest like forest section be ninety minutes instead of <laughs> right. like like the whole game being ninety minutes. Well, it's like, not I, even just the forest section, right? It's the tech for it's like, oh, this rendering animation system we built. Like really, we're only concept use it for, like this one little camera right. shot. But it's also like concept art and style, like the figuring out a character, like the way characters look in a game. It's figure, it's world building. The way that like studios work at this point is to develop something that could sustain multiple fran- like multiple franchise releases, right? And so. So like the God of we we've seen God of War and we've probably seen a lot of the work that went into God of War. But that foundational work was done at a high cost so that it could be the foundation for another three games in that series. That's how they get that budget greenlit from the jump. They say, okay, we're going to spend a year just figuring out what this game looks and feels like. And then that basic look and feel will stay the same for the next three or four games. And that's what gives them the the approval from a publisher. I'm using God of War hypothetically. I don't know this 100% to be clear for people listening. But that is that is the model, right, for, for working in that AAA space. Um, and that is uh, fresh Frustrating to some degree, but it's also it's also a reality that we see in most kind of big budget media production is like, okay, well, we're building a thing that's going to last a decade because the market is risk averse. And that can be frustrating when you want to see a lot of cool little things is why I like games, weird games like um, um, something like Way of the Samurai actually was a was a, is a series. I don't know if you ever play those games, Patrick, the PS2 games. I guess they released a 360. They released two on the 360 and the PS4, now that I think about it. Way of the Samurai is a wild way to do this because what they do oh, is... yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, What they do is, especially with one and two, three and four end up making it so that each session is much longer. But in, in Way of the Samurai 1, you're a wandering samurai who comes into a town that is caught between a conflict between two rival groups, and you kind of play your Jimbo, uh, like the character in your Jimbo, you play that character who's kind of playing them against each other and picking sides. And there are like 12 different endings. And so it's a game that will last you between, you know, 12 and 25 hours as you explore the different routes, the branching story stuff. But it always starts at the same place. And, and you know, it depends on what you do that Ian changes things. Where the Samurai 2 does the same thing, except there's like 20 different endings or 15 different endings or something. And it was a way to stretch that same foundational, like, all right, we've built a city, we've built all these different factions and characters, we've spent the time on that art generation and that world building, and the tech for the combat and all that, and then what we're going to do is just let you play through it a bunch of different ways, and actually, because it's so small, because each run is between an hour and three hours long, like... 
be able to give you a wide variety of outcomes in that space so that it isn't just the traditional diamond throw up the rock like diamond uh shaped story uh structure that right. that so many of these branching path games go for so um, they, like the way the samurai games have like uh so like near automata you know right is a similar thing uh but it has sort of like an Unending, like you're building towards a, a climax. Yeah, the repetition is, or is way the samurai just like, hey, just so the, you want to checklist all the different endings. It like depends on the, the entry. There is like a checklist version of it in which you're basically just like, okay, this time I'll side with the mercenaries. This time I'll side with the townspeople. This time I'll side with the I'll side with the king. But the thing that happens is there are ways from run to run to save weapons from that are like really good. You can like go put it in a chest basically, and your next run through you can go get that. And what that kind of mm-hmm. does is unlocks the more difficult runs where you're fighting much higher level bosses and kind of taking on the the higher ups in the various groups. And so there is kind of in one and two anyway, which are the two that I played the most, there is like a most satisfying wrapped up every you kind of you leave that you leave town feeling like you did the right thing. Like this is my good the capital G good S rank ending. And to do that, you needed to have spent some time doing the other endings just to level your character and the, and their weapons up over, over multiple runs. Um, but it's not like near where it's like each successor near. It doesn't know this is happening. The narrative doesn't know that it's this weird repeating thing. You know, that would be, I would play that game. In fact, I did. It's called near automata and it's great. Uh, the, the other interesting thing about the, the last thing I'll say about, um, the, the anthology series is that so in the same interview that I was watching to kind of figure out the, the tech stuff is that the interviewer mentioned like oh and like you know you're work- it's an anthology you're working on three right. episodes and they said well we're calling them games and that was like a really interesting hmm. correction because video games for a, a while went through like this big embracement of episodic like that was like a, it was a, a very much a sort of like uh, hot way to to make games like oh like this is a way that you can like make more money by right. like, charging a little bit less but like charging over a long period of time um and now like you don't really see episodic game i mean telltale's making them but like it's they're more or less the only game in town that's still doing that because of the way they've, they've structured everything and they they seems to work well for them but i thought it was interesting that like huh like yes in some ways these are episodes because they're part of an anthology and that's sort of how even if they're not they said they're they're not connected. They're not building a larger lore between the three of them. Um, I thought it was interesting that to so quickly dismiss the term episode because I think, and I've heard this from folks yeah. that, have pay, that have tried pitching episodic games in like the last couple of years that it's more or less toxic, um, right? As a term, like it's, it turns out that I everyone get plays that. the first episode and then they don't play the second. Like the drop off is so steep that it is not worth it because you're taking such an enormous risk that people are going to invest in the first one. Right. And that you are building resources for a fourth episode that, you know, you, you may reasonably be able to expect that even if people like it, you know, 60% of the audience, 80% of the audience may never make it to that last episode. Right. Well, like, I mean, Hitman 2, right, is a game. Uh, yeah. That, for me, this I, is... I think, yeah, that is just evidence indicting the, the same thing. Which is frustrating to some degree because, and I'm just going to pull up this video in the background while we talk a little bit, the Hitman... Hitman um, uh, boy, I I put on there it goes. There we go. I put on automated captions for this video while we chat <laughs> over it. Um, Hitman uh, One worked so well for so many people because it was uh, episodic, right? Like it was a game that that was benefited by sitting with the content, going through these levels again and again. I know you never played it because I you don't like good games, uh, but 
Uh, Got me. It's it's so good, and so much of what makes it work is that, or so much of what made it, made it work for that year with a lot of people who would not traditionally sit with a game like that and go th- replay through the level. Like, honestly, people like you and me who are like, or we have a deadline, I gotta beat these levels, turn in a review, right. and move on to the next thing, was that like, oh, okay, you only have Sapienza for the next two months, and they're gonna add new stuff to Sapienza week to week so that you do want to go back to it, so you do revisit it, so that you do uh, uh, learn the ins and outs of these very complex clockwork little worlds. And uh, the thing, the thing that he just announced that I'm very happy about is that all of those levels are gonna be in Hitman Two, but I'm still not quite sure that I'm like going to have the fortitude to play Hitman Two the way people played Hitman 1, because I didn't really play Hitman 1 the way people played Hitman 1. I, I kind of, like, jumped into it, played through it, did the escalations that I heard were the best ones, and some of the side missions and, like, other content that I heard was the best, and then moved on, because I had to. Whereas, if it had been a thing that was slowly coming out this whole year, I would probably be able to be like, all right, I'm just going to keep dipping into this for this month. Uh, and, and I don't know, maybe I'll still get the same basic hour count out of it, and I'm still super, super excited about it this year, but... It's it's one of those things where I actually really liked that episode, but also it reflects what you're saying, which is episodic is toxic. I'm sure they have the numbers that I don't have that say whatever benefit that would be to Austin Walker is not fucking worth it for our bottom line. Or we, we or or just in terms of the cost benefit analysis, like, right? Or risk assessment. It's like, well, we'd rather get all that money up, up front, front, right, and then and put it in a bank a, and have it work a for version us. of what they were doing with the first game as part of a season pass, right. That, it kind of drops out. It was an interesting experiment, right, though, because like the Hitman, it's easy to forget now that people love Hitman again. But like the Hitman game before that one, yeah, dropped like a rock. Like yep. it didn't connect at all with people, and there was reason to think that oh, maybe this series has just sort of like run its peaked, course, like and, yeah. and it's time you know for them to do something else. Um, uh, you know, maybe playing in the same space. Um, and I actually think a huge part, other than the last Hitman being, by all accounts, a genuinely good game. Um, I'm not even sure the Hit game. From what I understand, the Hitman game before that was not a bad game. It just didn't quite connect in the yeah. same way. Um, the way it was doled out episodically, the fact that it went against the grain of how most games come out, and if they don't connect, they They're just gone. sink. Yeah. Um, it was allowed Hitman to cut through the noise because it was capitalizing on what is actually fun about episodic, like episodic stuff by nature is that it's sort of like time contained. There's like a, a water cooler talk around yeah. like that specific thing before we move on. Like, these days, it's wonderful that you can jump into anything at any time. And there was an article that like Kirk Hamilton wrote last year that was like, "There's never, you know, there's no never been a better a time, right time to to play a video game." Right. Which is totally true. Just the way the games are treated as a service, and the way they just, you know, sales and blah blah. There's all those sorts of reasons where like you don't have to be there day one. But like what Hitman did was like create an excitement around itself over and over yeah. and over again. And I just highly doubt. Uh, maybe now that people like Hitman, I'm like maybe it'll be built into the audience and it'll be able to pull it off with the second game. But I think it's going to be tougher when it's, you have like this base game that's, you know, let's say, 15, 20 hours long. And then they're going to try and replicate that with season pass stuff when most people are probably going to be slowly working their way through the season pass stuff. And it's just the idea that there's a, a completed concentration, a conversation on a very specific thing as opposed to this longer thing. It's the, you know, the same way that conversations around television shows are right. so much more difficult these days because it's like, well, okay, I want to talk about episodes. Everything dropped today. I want to talk about episode seven. Right. Are we going to talk about episode seven once, like, 
the statute of limitations on spoilers is up. Well, at that point, like everyone's moved on to that new the show. show. And, like no one yeah. gives a shit about episode seven and this cool thing that happened. Just like, right about episode like, seven. I'm so deep in the category. I like, and the thing that sucks is you won't get to pick up on it today. If you did, no, you it's know like, what I mean? Like but, literally like in commercially, uh, like for folks like critics, people that write about it, there's uh-huh. so much less of a justification to do that work to critically examine it. Because no piece. one's going to click on that shit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's just a, it's, Interesting. I think there's a lot of parallels between what Hitman accomplished last time around and, like, you know, the way television is distributed and, like, the ways that now it's actually, uh, and the way that Hitman worked, um, kind of hit because it was interesting for it to be episodic. Like, for example, like Castle Rock, like, it's a show on Hulu, which is not the only one doing this, but it is specifically. Is that good? Should I watch that? It's, if, if you like that sort of genre sure. work, it is a, a good version of okay. that genre work. I heard it had a very strong episode last night. Um, I'm an episode behind, so I haven't watched it yet. Um, but uh, that's a show that's deliberately saying, like, hey, we're serialized, we're episodic, we want people to be like, holy shit, at, like the cliffhangers and, and stuff like that. And so we're going to come out not because we don't have the episodes ready, but because we think there's a reason, there is an advantage to being like, divvied up. Right, um, right, right. And, and I think games, there are games that could benefit from that, even if it's not necessarily like episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four, and... So yeah, it's it's interesting, but uh, yeah, I I am excited to actually play the, the Hitman game. You should. That's November, right? I that literally just I, I literally up. I literally just had that video up, Patrick. Why didn't you ask me when I literally had the video up and could hey, look? Hey Siri, when is Hitman Two coming out? Okay, I should know this. I have a friend who's working me. on it. It's this is I, I don't know that shit. Janine, I'm sorry. I don't remember when your game is coming out. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> Uh, it is coming November out season, November right? 13th November 13th sure. um, You know what a game is that I'm super excited Is coming Idiot. out all at once All at once I don't have to wait episodically uh, Shadows Die Twice Sekiro Shadow, Shadows Die Twice Which just put out a gameplay video In which I got to play some time with I got some hands on time with Two weeks ago Let's let's some watch hands on time. Let's is watch this, this. Is, this, is this the five minute This is the five minute and Ooh, you have a 50 Wait how long is your Five, minute and fi- five minutes and 51 seconds I have 31 seconds Are you on some like knockoff video I'm gonna link you mine Mine's on the Activision webpage oh, I, this, it's, No it's the same one It's just because the um, Yeah just link it to me It's because someone's put like their subscription stuff Yeah of course at the end Yeah that's why I, uh, I went also, to the source I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna link into the chat uh, Oh we're like my chat or your chat? Your chat. Your chat. Okay. Or no, uh, the the waypoint chat. Okay. Um, oh, apparently mm, no, no. People are saying the sh- Kado says the stream died, but I, it seems good on my end. Uh, Sir Five Thousand says, "Oh, did Janine Hawkins write for Hitman Two? Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It's very cool. All right. I'm putting in a uh, uh, from Gamescom, uh, Epic Namebro, who is a uh, uh, well-known someone out there. Good. Uh, commentary and analysis oh cool that demo where he plays through it without uh uh, commentary and then goes through and like breaks down like very specific things about what's working uh what's happening in that demo so people should definitely check that out i recently watched uh epic name bro play through start and fail to finish a uh demon souls playthrough (laughs) earlier this year uh so or i think he's since finished a different one than the one i was watching but um cool uh, yeah, let's let's give a look to this one. This is uh, I guess I'll link this one in the chat also so that I no I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I linked this video in the chat. Patrick, I'm about to hit play on this video. I don't need to link it in the chat for people. They're just going to no. watch it here. It's true. 
it's a new age at Waypoint where I can just show videos from video <laughs> games. So, all right, I'm going to hit play. Ready? Three. Do you, do you have do the link? Are you doing it on one or are you doing it on zero? Zero. Three, two, okay. one, play. All right, ready? Mm -hmm. Three, two, one. No, I already hit play. Okay, we gotta do it again. Oh, we have to do it again. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, bring because it back. you said it. You said it twice. Well, I was giving you. <laughs> I was giving you the. I was ready to go, just like when we do our class for our podcast. I'm ready to go. I don't need the All extra right. five. All right, three, seconds. two, one, play. Uh, here we go. Uh, so I played this last week or two weeks ago now, I guess. Um, and, uh, this demo is the same area. This is the same area that they showed us back at E3. Um, and the first thing now I'll say... The, now with the user interface. Now with the user interface, that's one. Um, two, the jumping feels so good. It feels so good to jump around, to do this sort of, like, stealth kill, but also just, like, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna walk a... St I'm not gonna watch this straight through, because that's the person I am. Um... Right. The thing that they don't show you here, maybe the thing that, that if you're looking very close you can notice, is that while you're in midair, the game will start to mark other places, and as soon as it turns green, you can hook into it, which means if you time it right, you can totally just chain grapples together and, like, bionic commando your way through the world, and that feels great. This, this is a game, uh, this is actually an observation by uh, Namebro that... Uh like stuff like that is so built for speedrunners where yes. like the moment they start playing this game they're gonna be going like da -da -da -da, you know i mean it's just like yes. they're gonna be like really ridiculous ways to, to break this game um and there's like like uh there's all these like really subtle details uh that i'm like the from from's games have all sorts of uh, uh minutia and attention to detail but they're not like visual powerhouses um and, and neither is this one, but like there's little subtle things like when you grapple on to a tree, right? And like the tree the snow drops, like the snow yeah, falls. yeah, yeah. There's like, little stuff like that um, that they seem to be paying attention to in this game in particular. Yep. That uh, I really uh, appreciate. So a couple things to look at here as as combat's going on. Um, the entire game is about this posture system, right? So you have a bar at the top of your enemy, and you've one right below you at the bottom. The, as you block stuff and you fail to get good parries, your posture meter decreases. The same thing happens to them. As you hit them, their posture meter decreases. And as you get proper good uh, parries in, their posture meter, it doesn't decrease, sorry, it fills up, right? They lose posture. You um, can't hold block. You, you, you can, you can, but then that's not a timed block, right? Which means they're going to be able to break through, and right? So you need to be timing, dodging, and then timing your blocks, and, and, and you have to block, right? Like so, in the same way that you, you know, parries were required to some degree in Bloodborne. Yeah, this game pushes that even even forward. further. But the you window can, is bigger. Like the window is bigger. Kind of get away with it. Yes. Like you didn't always have to, but it was like definitely encouraged for you to parry. This game is like fucking. Learn this to parry. For me, is like, yeah. yo, have you been avoiding parrying in every one of these yep. games that we make? Like, no longer. Right. We're gonna teach you how to parry. Some other stuff. Whenever you see that red kanji appear, that's an unblockable attack. But there's a counter to it that's about movement. So with that first big samurai dude, there was a, like a thrust that he does at one point, and you kind of jump up over him and like stab into his his head. That's the way you counter that. So there is still like a dodge centric stuff. Um, next thing is these prosthetic tools, and we'll go through this a couple times probably is my guess. The prosthetic tools are things like this axe, which breaks through uh, the shields. Um, they are, because you have this like prosthetic hand, basically. You have this like, this, this mechanical hand on your left, your left arm. Um, uh, and so that's, they showed off the, or I got to play around with the, the axe, which can break through defenses. Um, a 
flame vent, which is like a short-ranged flamethrower. Um, and it, like, it both uh, lights the enemy on fire and also lights your sword well, on fire. Well, if you combo it, it lights your sword. And that's the thing. Right, Each okay. of the weapons has like a secondary function. Um, so yeah, what I was saying was there is kind of a stealth system, sort of like Tenchu here, where if you don't deal with people like this old cultist grandma, she will ring bells and let the demon samurai know where you are. Um, I was also saying that this game has sculptor idols, which are its equivalent of bonfires, where you get back your your healing item, uh, you, your healing uh, juices refill, your Estus basically comes back. So it is no blood vials. I'm very thankful for that one, Patrick. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah. The uh, although uh, the ammunition, like what are they? What is it? The white. The white oh, spirit, the white spirit emblems. Yes. White spirit emblems, which are the equivalent of like uh, quicksilver bullets and yes, form. yes. Um, those are an expendable item. And yes. when you are going to a shrine. It is pulling from a box as yes. opposed to just refilling, which is bad. They should change that. They shouldn't do it. There's literally nothing about making that an item that you have to grind right. for that meaningfully makes the game more interesting. It drives me up a wall. Yeah. Like, like, cause it just, if you have all of them, it refreshes them in the box. If you don't have enough, you're probably just going to go you're gonna fast grind. travel to somewhere they, and get they drop, to put it yeah. in your box. Yep, totally. Take it out. Take it out. All right, so this person died. And so, unlike me, who got through this whole segment without dying, that's not true. I died way early, but then I came back. Uh, when you die, you can spend a resurrection token, which is that thing in the bottom left, to resurrect, to come back. Shadows die twice, not once, and you're a shadow. So, uh, so yeah, there's that flame vent, which, again, uses the white spirit emblem um, and sets your sword on fire, uh, which is cool as hell. Yes. Um... And I uh, wasn't hundred uh, percent attention. Where like, if you do a certain dodge, where he tries to yes. kick you, that you can then so like that, grapple onto his back. Yeah, the red kanji means man. This person keeps dying. Uh, the red kanji means it's an unblockable attack, so you cannot parry it. But there is, uh, from what they told me, some sort of counter to it. So there's a, a fight coming up later where the character they're fighting has like a spear, um, and you actually dodge towards the spear and do an attack, and you kind of, like, hop up on the spear tip and then attack them and do good damage that way, um, which is really cool. Um, I'll also say this video, the video that they uploaded, is, like, pretty washed out. Um, I can actually go to... I can't show the whole... I can't show the unedited whole B-roll, but they sent over some B-roll that I can also bring up, and, and we can... Sh I can show you two other little things that I'd love to, to actually point out from sure. my experience playing. Um b-roll provided so i'm not gonna run the whole thing one i do actually think this game looks pretty fucking good um it doesn't it doesn't come and people are freaked out because it's bright yeah but like right like, runs counter to like basically everything else that like from has done for the that's the, fair the 10 years um, yeah that, that's fair um but i think it just looks really fucking cool uh i think that like the silhouette of the of the castle in the distance is great um obviously no ui here because it's b-roll it's meant to be talked over um, but the environmental design is just really good. But the things that I, the thing that I was going to go forward and show, or actually maybe it's not, yeah, it is, it is here. So, um, I'll just play from here really quick. This is where the demo ended, the demo that I played ended, and it is, uh... It is the boss we saw at, e uh, at E3. Totally, totally. So, this area is gorgeous, um, and I think shows what they can do with light. Uh, and also what they what they're able to do with the kind of uh, Sengoku Japanese feudal Japan samurai setting. Um, this boss is great. I don't think this video actually has any of the boss fight, but 
it's a good looking fucking boss and it's it's a really cool fight that I want to talk through just a little bit because it's it one it looks cool also look I do this with video this is neat look at all those look at all those leaves Patrick you can't see wow. any of this can next you next generation technology next generation Fine. leave How technology on the new Nvidia card <laughs> the twelve thousand dollar um the uh so so that fight is really cool because um again you don't see it you don't get to see that fight actually happen there but um you're jumping around on the trees and stuff mid fight you're like dodging attacks you're making distance and all that other stuff i'm just going to have this run in the background while we while we continue to talk through some of it um it's really fucking cool it's like uh it's one of those things that's like it takes bloodborne in a direction that i'm even a little more excited about because it's I've always said that my favorite thing about these games is feeling not when I'm fighting a gigant. I like the giant bosses. I really do. But I really like feeling like I'm in a duel. And this whole game is that feeling. Um, right. So I've been I've been enjoying it so far or I enjoyed my, my time with it. Uh, do you have any lingering questions as a Souls fan, as a From fan? Uh, well, one thing I'll observe is that I, I think it is striking that they've chosen to essentially show the same exact demo. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Once a D3, once a Gamescom, I guess they'll show at least, you know, there'll probably well, be one big PR push sometime this fall, early next year. You know, it'll be on the cover. Of yeah, it's March 22nd. Game Informer or something. Right. But like, I'm excited that they're not showing very well, they much. Even, the way they even talked about this stuff, both when we saw it at E3 and again when I played it a couple weeks ago, was like, oh, yeah, well, in this demo, we just put this here so that you could see what a boss fight would feel like. We just put this here to show there's a big snake section in the demo that that they showed us, um, which is like there's a, a big snake and you're kind of maneuvering and being stealthy to avoid this. When I say a big snake, I don't mean like as big as a bus. I mean as big as like a dragon from Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like that, like the, uh, the snake in God of War. Like so the snake in God of War, exactly. And you're like hiding from it um, and, and trying not to engage it at all because it'll fuck you all the way up. Uh, and I asked them, I was like, oh, hey, is this like, are we going to see more of these kind of big mythological creatures in this game? And they were like, yeah, like this snake is just here to show you that we care about big mythological creatures. There's going to be a lot of those in this game. And this section like might not even be in the game in this way. Um, and so this whole like little courtyard and all that stuff. My guess is we'll get this area in the game, uh, but there might be completely different context or different right. enemy layout. Or who knows? Maybe not. Maybe this is a true vertical slice of the game. Um, but it, it they kept kind of saying, like, oh, yeah, this secret ninja wall that you can walk through is just there to show you that there are secret ninja walls in the game. It's not like it's not necessarily actually what this will look like or where it'll be. And so I'm really glad they're keeping a lot close to the chest, but still kind of communicating what the core of the fighting experience is, you know? Yeah, and uh, I've seen some, I was reading some chatter about this game earlier. Like, I was actually reading through, like, the comments on, like, Epic Name Bros video, and, like, there are among some sort of, like, some, you know, Souls enthusiasts, some disappointment over some of the, the changes they're making, like, specifically, like, removing character customization. Like, right. uh, really, there's, it's not going to be nearly as RPG heavy. Right. Like, in this game, is You're not, not creating a character. You're, you're going, like, they've said that there will be, like, choices for the player to make in terms of, like, a skill tree that you're probably filling out, yeah. but that, you know, that'll be the type of thing that it's not going to be the same as a build. No, probably. Like, I, I don't you're know. You're playing a ninja, that, right? Like you are playing like they this want, ninja. They, they want to build it. They're building a game in which they have certain expectations over what the player, how they're going to be playing, which makes for, I mean, in some ways, like it's way more like a traditional action character action game. Yep. 
that it's more of like a traditional cac- a, a character action like game, like action with game those Souls elements, yes. as opposed to a soul like like between those two sort of it's moving away from its own subgenre. And I'm glad that From Software is doing that because like other studios are picking up the slack, right? Like if you want Sekiro, like like but more Soulsy, like Neo, Neo exists, does that, and they're making Neo two. And that game, Neo One, was like a hundred hours long with like big DLC. So it's like, and that game, you know, I, I played it for like fifteen hours, and then moved it seemed on. good. It seemed really good. Yeah, I didn't stop because I stopped mostly because I heard it was a hundred hours long. Yeah. It was just like, well, like, not I, in so, my yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but that game exists, and like, I want from to continue to surprise, and I, I'm yep. fine with them saying like, hey, we're going to categorically, in a lot of ways, move on from a lot of the stuff we've established and let other people kind of play with that um, while still, like, you know, you can't not look at Sekiro and go, like, oh, like, you see plenty of the, the Souls, you know, uh, stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I'm, I'm 100% fine with them saying, like, we're, like, in some ways, like, it's exciting because by them being able to, like, have expectations for what the player behavior is, it, you know, who knows what that means in terms of, like, you know, uh, character design and, like, you know, it allows them to structure fights in a way that, like, we're going to push you to play a certain way that may make you uncomfortable because we know that you have X, Y, and Z. Yep. As a, and that's just not the case. In they're more limited in terms of what they can do um, in, in the games they've made uh, in the past. Now, you know, I still want Bloodborne too. Fucking, we'll make get Bloodborne there. Too. We will get there at some point. I'm I think, so yeah, sure. Like two, two is like the the magic number with with from software. Is like I agree. Like, you, you honestly, I, I know you like Dark Souls too, but I'm, what I will say is like I feel like Dark Souls sequel to demon souls, to demon souls. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ironically not, i get you you know in the same universe yeah you could have just stopped after dark souls right like and I then done like, bloodborne and done bloodborne like I, there are interesting things in you know dark souls too but like in terms of what the gameplay evolution what they meant to accomplish like dark souls was like meaningfully finished like put a period on what they'd established with demon souls yeah and uh i guess in some ways you could look at uh, uh, Sekiro as like the C- I think there's ways you could look at this as a dude. Absolutely, Gilmore. it does. It, so I, it I, may, this may be from Star Four saying like, look, like there was no reason for us to make a sequel to Bloodborne. What if we like we build on the things we were we were playing with in Bloodborne, but by putting it in a different IP, by putting it in a different world, you like remove some of the baggage associated right. with that in a way that like people aren't going to look at it and go, yeah, but I liked how this worked. This one thing worked. Yeah. The the two things I'll say really quick. One, I combat in this game feels frightening in a way that I didn't even really ever have with Bloodborne. I had it with the first time I played Demon Souls um, because it was just like, what is this? What is happening? But you feel comfortable playing. Right. And and even with Bloodborne, I had enough of a vibe. I got it well enough because it felt fundamentally like Dark Souls. I didn't want to get hit. And while and I'd already kind of done a one parry build in a Dark Souls game. So I'd already like gotten my head around those interrupts Um, for whatever reason here, because it's all interrupts, because it's all about managing these parry bars. um, or these stamina bars and because you don't have stamina because you don't have your own stamina system where your attacks are limited and your dodges are limited and stuff like Stand that away, baby. It like, it's almost like there's a missing, not, I don't mean this is in a pejorative way, but there's a missing re, re, uh, kind of like restrainer on you. And that is, 
paralyzing in some way. Because in Dark Souls, like, all right, I can do one, two, three, and then my stamina is gone. That means I'm going to get in. I'm going to do one or two or two or three attacks, I, I and I'm going to back out. For rolling and exactly. Then maybe running away. And as as weird as it sounds, not having that restraint means that the because the possibility of space is so much bigger, you're like kind of more scared because you don't have that kind of natural uh, those natural limits to help guide what your the rhythm of the combat feels like. I guess um, that's where the resurrection mechanic probably totally. you, could, you can imagine oh, you earn that the, through like, combat the, also, by the way. Uh and, but you can also imagine that wasn't originally in the game and and that like uh like yeah. naturally they found like well if we're going to in a game where we have explicitly made that it's going to be difficult. We're going to punish you, and we're going to punish you through death. Yep. We're like over time, it has worked a very specific way to train players to have very specific expectations. That in a game, we're like actually, we want you to be very, very aggressive. We want you to take hits. We want you to block hits. Yep. We want you to parry hits. That it would then logically follow that okay, in order to accommodate for that, it makes sense to give players a little more space, not necessarily for mistakes, but to encourage that type of behavior um i also noticed um in epic name bros video that he fell off a ledge at one point yeah and they said yeah you don't die anymore from that you oh take, interesting you take some you damage take a health hit cool and, and and move on which is uh i think is is fundamentally in line yeah. with these the other move sorts towards of character action and away from action rpg with the, i mean like again you can resurrect in this game and they're going to tell you again and again that's not about difficulty but i also can't help but think it's a little bit about difficulty um I, we'll see I, don't how I don't think it's about but specifically I would say it's not about appealing to a wider audience, right? Like it's not from software saying, hey, I mean, maybe it will I, have that effect. I think it'll have but that like, effect. What, yeah. But but like watching this, like this game doesn't look easy, but I think it's no. more about giving uh, players leeway rather than I guess if it has a okay. knock on effect of making more people willing to try it. Fine. But I don't necessarily think that was the intent of it. I think it was more about giving players a little bit more of a leash well, in terms of how they're actually playing. It's such a different goal, right? Uh, or it, maybe it suggests that it underscores the fact that they have a different goal in, in mind here, right? With Dark Souls and with Bloodborne and with Demon Souls, um, so much of that goal was the repetition, learning an, learning an environment, learning an enemy layout, um, figuring out specific behaviors to defeat enemies. And I think a lot of that will still stay. But in the move away from RPG, where if you're not gaining XP from those kills, that loop actually can become pretty frustrating, right? Imagine, because one of the things that happens in Dark Souls is you hit a brick wall, whether that's a boss or a difficult area, and so you keep walking against it, or you maybe go explore somewhere else, but let's just say you're going to keep walking against it, doing run after run after run, you're slowly building up souls. You're slowly building up currency, and then eventually you have enough to level up a bunch, and so you're able to go out and go level up and then come back through. If in this that's not happening, if you're killing enemies just to progress geographically through the space, then there's a good chance it would get really fucking frustrating to hit that brick wall and have to load your save back to the beginning of the level and go through it all again. Um, or at the previous checkpoint or whatever. Uh, Really quickly, briefly, other thing I love is this big ogre who does a bunch of wrestling moves, like a ridiculous drop kick and a power bomb. Keep it up. Keep it up, big weird ogre. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's my, those are my impressions right now on this game. Uh, I'm so excited for it to come out. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Yo, what's happening between like mid-February or like late February and late March this year? Let's look at it's bad. Um, Wikipedia video video games 2019. Here we go. Let's get this up on the put it up on the board. Uh, We so uh, January is Combat 7. Cool. That game looks cool. That game looks cool. Huh? What? That's January. I didn't know that was January. It's the same slot. um, Resident Evil 7 came out in Um, January 29th. Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, What was that last little bit? That was the, that's the uh, that's the noise they make in Kingdom Hearts when they gotcha. they get the kingdom. Gotcha. Uh, okay, PC version of Base Combat Seven. That's fine. Trials Rising. Cool. Then Anthem. Twenty second, February twenty second. Anthem. Oh yeah, Anthem. Cracked on three. Days Gone. Metro. That's, that's, that's already untenable. And Metro Exodus. Untenable. That date is not going to support. Those some four look, someone's games. Move. Someone's got to blink. So I said this. Uh, we discussed this at E three. I was like, "Yo, it should be a race to who's going to secure a spot in March." March. Well, and yo, other games already did that. Devil May Cry five, March eighth. Division two, March fifteenth. The Sinking City, twenty first. Eh, you don't really count. I mean, hey, I'm looking forward to that game, but that's, that game seems I, cool. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's not, it's not I get you. Yeah, yeah. And, and Sekiro Shadows Die twice, twenty second. So there's still room right. in March. But here's but, the, the wildest thing for me is on the 22nd, one, not the wildest thing, but one, you know, to put on to put on our industry analysis hat. This is a head to head game, a head to head day between two first party titles that don't look that good. <laughs> Crackdown three and days gone are both dropping on February. They're being left to die. They're being like, left maybe that's, maybe to that's die. Where it's like, look, if you were to put them out in a time when they could be and maybe this is honestly a strategy. I don't know. Right. Uh, well, like if you have to call, if you put them out on their own, right? Right. If that game comes out in middle of, you know, middle of some early January, right? Days gone. The date it should come out is like first or second week of January. Right. It's got space to itself. Yep. Like it can have, it can drive a conversation. What if Sony goes, what if we don't want it? To right. Because Sony has to talk to investors. These companies have to call investors and investors should be like, yo, why didn't days gone do well? And here's what they can say right now. And this is complete like galaxy brain bullshit that I'm on right now. I want to be really clear. Yeah, I know just, it. This but is idle speculation. A hundred percent. This is, this is, this is living room of the, uh, living room of the Airbnb wild <laughs> speculation mode. Um, this is Austin and I trying to figure out some possibilities of a weird rumor that I heard. Oh, it's like getting really excited about some of the possibilities, even if they didn't really pan out. They're like, should have recorded, should have recorded, should have recorded that. Investors saying, why didn't Days Gone sell well? Uh, why didn't Crackdown Three meet its its targets? And if they had shipped those games in early January, they would have to be like, yeah, those games didn't do good. Those games were, were bad. And instead, <laughs> they can be like, well, it's a very busy month. It came out on the same day as Anthem and Metro Exodus, and Anno eighteen hundred was right around the corner. And <laughs> uh, and the investors go, oh, Anno Anno eighteen hundred, Metro Exodus, Anthem eighteen hundred. They've made like 1,799 other one of those. That's it's a like very th- popular. Exactly. Uh, and so that is like, that's, you, if you're going to send it to die, send it to die. You know, there's a strength of schedule concept. You know what I yeah. mean? 
<laughs> was like, uh-huh. yeah, it lost, but it lost against Anthem and Metro. Like, what are you going to do? Um, and then, yeah, DMC5 is a week later, and, and Division 2 is a week after that. So, like, or two weeks later, and then, and then a, a week after that. It is a... And this is without any independent games. This is without right, other games right. slipping. This is without announcements that will... Never, I mean, it's only August, right? Yep. Like, this, this schedule is going to flip with some other stuff in between. Shenmue 3, um, baby. Let me have it. Let me get that Shenmue 3. Let me get. I'm looking at this August. long list that's of, of that's, that's next August. Is that actually scheduled for August? They announced, yeah, announced oh, okay. Someone didn't August. update this this Wikipedia page. Wikipedia editors. Um, when oh, is that's true? It does say unknown. That's you, untrue. Did you fucking see the Damon X Machina trailer? The what? The Damon X Machina. Oh, that that that's new the, uh, mech game. No, I did yeah. not. It's a new one. It's great. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna link you to okay. it. I know you don't care. I I care. I'm glad that you care. I'm going to link it to you because that's coming out next year also. Um, Thank you, Patrick. That means a lot. Uh, uh, I bring it up only because uh, it looks cool as shit Um, and also because it's coming out next year sometime. Um, Look, I'm basking in the red glow of this of this screen. You ready to, to, to hit play on this? Yep. Three, two, one, go. Get that good snap. That snap is still good. It's really good. Uh, you create a character in this. If you want to create a character, you should play Damon X Machina. Oh, so the, for the fans upset about Sek- Sek- Sekiro, you should just turn just, your eyes just look at look Damon at, X Machina. Listen, it is taking the place of a different FromSoft game for me, which is uh, Armored Core. In fact, it has an Armored Core designer on it. So, you know. Um, and they kind of, in this trailer, show off a bit of why you create a character. Because on top of the mech stuff, you can get out of your giant mech now. Uh, and get like a little suit, like a Iron Man suit or something. I don't like uh-huh. when you're just all right. I'm gonna fight mechs from the ground now. Sure, why not? This looks good. Yeah, dude. There's a lot going on. I'm a little worried about the Switch's ability to run all this. And it's an action game, which is like every time I look at the art or the trailers yeah. or the Monolith Soft RPGs, yes. I'm like, man, that looks cool. I don't want to play an MMO. Yeah. Uh, which is you know how uh, the combat the, you know, the works. works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I just want. Give me Max. Give I'm me Max. Totally. This is. And this, this looks like yo. This has Max. You wanted some Max. We made, that's a big sword. That's a big sword. That's a big sword. There's a lots of missiles. Uh, those the character in the red and black smaller mechs in Japan are being voiced by the his, the the uh, voiceover actors for like the uh, effectively like the Luke and Darth Vader of Gundam, which is a really good casting decision. It's it's Amuro and Shar, which is. And all right, look, there's just a melancholy mecha man now at the end. There it is. There it is. Damon X Anim. I love this little credit screen also with the white text. Sign me all the way the fuck up. Um, Uh, I want to point out uh, uh, my cool young history in the chat uh, has an excellent recommendation that if uh, Sekiro also uh, deeply reminds me of an excellent game from years ago called Mark the Ninja, which is coming out on Switch. Is it? It is a year. Yeah. Um, It is a, a really, really fucking good Ninja game, I it's 2D, this. but ah, it really is, good ninja uh, it game. One of my favorite games of the year when that came out. Um, uh, Clay, another Clay that, joint. Yes, um, um, and I, I remember I, as I've asked the designer of that game multiple times, like, "Yo, you should like make another one of those." And he's like, "Nope." So really, they're not going to make another Mark Good, well, for, least, you know, good for them. Nils Anderson, who worked at Clay, right, right, right. Firewatch, and is now off doing his own thing. At least he's not going to make that game. But yeah, Mark the Ninja, fucking. That's fair. That's fair. That game is great. You're looking for like a non. I was. I was looking for like a non propriety proprietary. Uh, trailer two. Here's. I got you. Special edition trailer. Here we go. 
I, yeah, I, show me that. Sure. Here we go. Oh, I t- proceed. Please. Hit me with that inappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate ninja. I'm going to time timeout Twitch user inappropriate ninja. Years, the inappropriate gamer has logged on. That Wait, that's most of them. That's most of them. That's most of them. Um, this game is really cool. The, the movement just feels so good. Oh, it's so tight. It, it's just... Mm. When they say game feel, they mean games like Mark of the Ninja. They do. They do. Man. And it's just a lot of really smart implementations of, like, you know, like what you would think of, like, a ninja. Like, even the stealth, like, hiding behind, like, the Vases. Like, that's, like, that's not. Right. That's just most games who just, you just hit them with your sword and they break and they that's drop it. some jewels. Yep. Yep. Uh, I really love rocks there, like, they crumble when you move, so they're not, like, a spot. It's a great game. Ah, Mark of the Ninja. Let me tell you about another really good, really good yeah, clay game. Invisible Ink. No, I'm not going to make okay. people watch Invisible Ink oh, trailers. Right. Uh, what else is, what other what other news has hit out of uh, Gamescom? Uh, let me load up. There's, I had a... Let's go over to Kotaku. IGN That's what you do, a, right? Oh, does IGN have the... They had the best one. Okay. All the news trailers and gameplay. Hit me up. Uh, hey, do you, uh, you've talked about this on, on Twitter. Do you like, quickly want to... I'm sure everyone knows what happened with Cyberpunk. Because we shouldn't oh, talk about dude. Cyberpunk without mentioning no, we what shouldn't. happened with Cyberpunk. Uh, it's so frustrating. It's so, 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 so frustrating. Uh, the I'll bring us just us up while we get some links together and stuff. Sure. Uh, over on the Cyberpunk uh, 2077 Twitter feed, uh, they made a really, really shitty, uh, lazy, and unfunny joke. Like uh, it, It's one of those jokes from a bucket where people don't even know why they're laughing but the answer to the reason the, the actual what the punchline of the joke is is just transphobia it was it's, a I mean, it, it's it's very comparative to uh a lot of what we now consider homophobic jokes mm-hmm. like in the 90s like the south park era where it's yep. like <laughs> yeah right like yeah that's like that's gay like stuff like that yeah, right where you laugh and that's just what everyone did and then you look back and understand why you're laughing. It's like it's garbage. Oh, yeah. Well, like yeah. well, and that's like the thing is like there is no other reading of that joke that right. isn't I'm making fun of people. The joke in question. I'm just going to say it. So like, heads up for the next five to ten seconds or even for the next segment. We're going to talk about this uh, openly. So heads up for a conversation around transphobia. Content warning for that. Um, the joke in question is 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 the the you know, quote unquote classic. Uh, are you assuming their gender or my gender? Uh, and the punchline of that joke is the punchline of the joke started as poking fun at people who took seriously pronouns. It was uh, an SJW joke. It was an SJW joke, exactly. People like, who, who were like, mm, but hey, the, well, but actually, underscoring that is like a deep dehumanization and dismissal of people for whom the question of their pronouns is often a life or death situation. Um, whether through the, the kind of desperate need to be able to live as themselves or through the very real history of people being misgendered and, and being killed over, over what their gender is. Um, and it's fucked and it's just like do better like put people in those positions who you can trust not to make those decisions and and produce a work culture where that sort of thing is 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 uh, not only frowned upon but disallowed and you won't have those problems right like it comes on the heels of only like right. a month or so ago in which the uh the gaga account made a and so i guess god i've forgotten about semantics this. uh the the cyberpunk joke was a reply 
It yes. was not a, hey, we have new screenshots, like, you know, <laughs> right, insert right, right, right. transphobic joke. It was the cyberpunk account has been, and, and, and uh, CD Projekt Red in general, like very active on social media. They are responsive to players in the community, which in a lot of ways is very good. Um, and and they, they usually do good things with that. But um, that was a response to, I don't know what, but it was a, it was a, a tweet reply as opposed to the, the GOG one, which was like, you know, uh, announcing something, something postal um, and, you know, Postal 2 had a joke right. riffing on, on Gamergate. That was added you know, to that game years later, right? Right. Like right. after which is Gamergate. Very, was, yeah. very Postal 2, which is very much out of what we were you know talking earlier about, like a certain type of edgy edgelord, um, South Parkian humor that yep. like Postal as a, uh, as a game, as a series was like built out of. Um, and they were immediately uh, criticized for like, yo, like... Why would you be like you want to host the game on your service because it's for our archival purposes and that's what GOG does? Like, okay, that's an argument. Um, but then, like, highlighting and celebrating and like dancing with a joke about like something that was like, uh, you know, a hate movement that like hurt a lot of people, like, a little fucked up. Yeah. And so, like, you know, my pet theory is like that's probably the same person or the same cluster of people making those decisions. And like, because there's a certain A to B on who would find A funny and who would find be funny. funny yeah um and whether that's true or not like it shows a lack of oversight on cd project red's right. part and so when people are going to start being you know being skeptical about their ability to handle a game world that is going to have to be political in ways that were very different than the way the witcher was political and that was a political game that had things to say but it's just like the way it's going to have to say things the topics it's going to touch on are are, are drastically different in, in cyberpunk and you have to imagine that that's going to create inherent distrust, even if that is separate right. from the weight that the, the quest designers um, are putting into the Absolutely. time. And, 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 you know, Cyberpunk know is, to see the work. is a like fraught the, the, genre, right? Like it's you're right. We'll have to see the work. Who knows? I, I my suspicion is the quest designers don't really even know the social media person. That's how big not. those companies are. But that to me, yeah. it doesn't excuse the larger thing, which is like, who are you giving the keys to your kingdom to? Right. Like in like a real and way. Also, and also the, and also right. So the, uh, the 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 joke is a problem. I would say the bigger problem was the, the apology. apology. Yeah. Because like people make mistakes. To those offended, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it was the, it was the it was the phrasing of the apology in which it wasn't an apology. Like an, yeah. like a true apology is is explaining why it was wrong, not saying like we're sorry if you were offended. Because that puts that doesn't explain anything. That doesn't explain why the joke was a problem. Yeah. All that does is give like ammunition to bad faith actors who can go like fucking SJWs like pressure them into giving that apology. But we know. But we wink, know wink. CD Projekt because Red that's is still the, on that's our the, side. That's the, a wink, wink. Right, exactly. Like when the, you do that bullshit apology, that's a wink, wink. That uh, because that like is the actual punchline increasingly for that joke. That's the thing. Is like what was once poking at. Uh, at, at people on Tumblr like me uh, and at trans folks, which are more than poking at, but, but dismissing them, dehumanizing them, is now a second layer joke. And, and that joke is we're going to upset people. We're going to trigger them. That is the goal of that joke right. as deployed. It's like, oh, yeah, you motherfucker, you care about this. I'm going to upset you. Uh, and to use it thoughtlessly, to, to like... Uh, it, if this was just a thoughtless use and not a a uh, malign use, and you know not, not a, a, a use with malintent, 
it's still just fucked. Like it's 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 still that's about making sure that the people who represent you like actually represent you or making sure that the culture at your place is such that that person would just never have the the person in that in that role would just straight up know better. Like I, I can trust Kato to never make that like, joke. Yo. Go do it on your own shitty private account. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially I, this is a game where, like, when we were having, you know, discussions with, you know, Quest Designer D3 is like, yeah, this game is political. It's going to have to talk about, like, gender and sexuality yep. and transhumanism. And it's like, okay, well, well and, and the if thing that's is, true, right. then, like, why doesn't the social media guy know, like, yo, maybe don't maybe make don't fuck with this. About, right. Like, gender. So one of the responses to this was people saying, or people saying, like, cyberpunk it's not a very cyberpunk tweet uh and i actually think it's a very cyberpunk tweet because cyberpunk has been historically pretty transphobic and pretty homophobic <laughs> and pretty misogynistic right. uh it has had lots of fucking problems decades ago decades ago that were just kind of forefronted by white dudes that that space has gotten better because lots of queer creators lots of creators of color uh and lots of kind of non-western creators have gone into that space to touch it and make cyberpunk better um but the the truth of it and the thing that i think a lot of those comments were getting at and and i want to recognize is that it's a fraught genre. It's a genre that does, like you just said, say things. Any genre that's going to tackle transhumanism, uh, that's going to tackle people transforming their bodies, that's going to tackle class relations, is walking into a minefield. And and I'm glad that someone is doing that stuff. When we talked to one of the Quest designers at E3, he made no bones about the fact that this was a game that had political themes and that was willing to be political. In fact, that Quest designer has publicly said that he was disappointed with that tweet. Um, the, the, but, but the, all that stuff, like it can't be enough to say, yes, we're going to include it. It has to be clear to the folks on your team, what including it means and like what the stakes are, because you can't just tackle complex issues like this from a point of indifference or where you have no skin in the game and think that just by willing, by being willing to tackle them at all, you're going to do a good job. You need to move beyond that, right? Right. It used to be the case that by just raising the issue you'd get credit, right? Like that's, that's the woke part, right? Is like, ha, acknowledging it's a thing is itself uh, something, but like, we're beyond that point. Now, yep. it, you know, there has to be responsibility and there has to be follow through. And this is a game that is, pro- you know, there's a good chance it doesn't come out next year. Right. And so like, it's going to be a problem. Yep. If, like every step of the way, there's going to be a new, it's still going to be a big game. Like in no in no way am I arguing like this isn't going to be like one of the biggest games. No, I mean that's been one of the, the most comes out. But but in terms of people's inherent trust and its ability to handle certain issues, it's going to chinks at that armor are are going to hurt it. Right. If, like every time they're showing it, there's an example where you can show a body of evidence. It's like maybe they're not taking this as seriously as and maybe I should lower my expectations for like what this game could pull off. Right. Well, and I think that there's a disconnect there between. I think partially that that disconnect reflects the I mean, maybe it's not a disconnect at all. And this is the most frustrating, and maybe maybe the most disheartening thing is I think that if that game if this game has two or three more of these things happen, five more of these things happen, I still think it sells millions and millions and millions. Oh, of copies, I don't think right? I think it could be openly yeah. transphobic and yep. like embrace it, and it would still be like an enormous because the pedigree of The Witcher and see like they they. Transcend that. At this point in games, like if a game is polished enough, it will sell. If a game is pretty enough, it will sell. If a game is dense enough with features, if there are enough bullet points on the back and something like, oh, yeah, this is novel, it it will sell. And we're not there yet the way we are with films, right? We're like, 
Dinesh, no one is watching Dinesh D'Souza's fucking documentaries. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of the wide range of, of, of film viewership. Um, you know, uh, uh, what's his face? Put out that really bad looking uh, horror movie, the, the, oh my God, Eli Roth put out that mm-hmm. SJW just go yeah. to Brazil or not to Brazil, to South America uh, and find a. Very few people watched that all said, uh, not just because they thought that it, you know, had bad. Uh, I mean, I don't know, like Eli Roth is a proven filmmaker and people could have gone to see that movie and they didn't. But we're not really at that point in games yet where people are like, eh, something about this feels fishy to me. Like right. you're, that stuff is going to continue to sell and that can be disheartening. Um, and I'm not even saying that the game couldn't be good yet. Like you said, like I, I just We've seen this so many times, and we know the shape and size of these companies. That, and we know that the game, like game like this, could very re- reasonably ship with one quest that feels fucking fantastic around some of this stuff, and another one that you play immediately after it that just drops the ball completely it's because that's, that's how that games is, are made, and it sucks. Going to happen. Like yes. my like someone in the chat was mentioning that like there's a like a deeply transphobic quest in like The Witcher Three, like a game that holistically like does a lot of really interesting meaningful thoughtful things in regards to like sex gender politics and right. you know race and like all that like as a as a whole game i think like it's an arrow pointing up in terms right. of what it tries to do that said like in games that dense shit's gonna both slip through and there's gonna be quality you know filters that just like don't you know there's gonna be all sorts of reasons and stuff slips through the cracks and so i think you know the worry here is like well how much Right. You know, how, how to weight all of this stuff, especially when it's a game that we can't play. We can't evaluate that stuff. And so, while you know, you, you maybe feel for certain quest designers that are like putting up their hands. They're like, hey, I'm taking this super seriously. And like, we're watching out for this. It's like, well, I can only judge what you're putting out. Right. And so which is with, screenshots. With, and there's, and... Even, there's no gameplay trailer. Right. Like they didn't really. Nope. Um, or the E3 demo. And so it's like all you some people have to work with are the, like the tweets like in a game that's coming out next month. You know, it would be a thing, but it wouldn't be a thing because you'd be able to judge it against the backdrop of a lot of other stuff to work with. Right. right now, cyberpunk for a lot of people is still a theoretical. It's in their imagination. It's in their head. And so, like, that is being more influenced by events like this because that's all people have yep. to work with. So oh, one last thing. I have a, I have a, uh, a pet theory about cyberpunk where please. they have um, – you know, I think there's like a handful of games we saw at E3 this year that, you know, people have kind of like sketched aside as like, oh, that's like, that's probably a next gen game. Yeah. And when we, I think we asked uh, um, in our interview about like, well, yeah, you're showing this now. Like, is this going to come out on Xbox One and PS4? And they said like, well, we're showing it, you know, and those consoles are out right now. And um, it was kind of a wishy washy answer. My pet theory is that it is going to come out next one and PlayStation 4, but not those base models. And then mm, it's a game. It'll be the first be, Pro will, and will, X it will, it only. A, it will be part of a series of games that still technically come out on the previous gen, right. but will require you to have the advanced version of the hardware. So they're able to say, still on Xbox One, right. still on PlayStation 4. But like, asterisk, like, requires Xbox One X and PlayStation 4. And like, they'll still, they won't run terrific. Like, you'll want the new box in order for it to run, like, you know, aggregate to like a decent PC. But, uh, my thought is they leave behind those old boxes um, and they just do the upgraded tiers because both those machines are are a little more well equipped to pull off like a low end version of of those games. 
uh, uh, <clears throat> Robo Witch in the chat says Pro and X, a.k.a. the first Prox game. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Love it so much. Uh, what else is coming out of Gamescom? Uh, Do you have that list? Can you send me over that list real quick? Yeah. I'll, 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 so they didn't really show any outside of that. They didn't really. There was like some screenshots some or some shit, right? Some screenshots. Um, my guess is that game is going to go quiet after this. They'll just like leak. You know, they'll put out screenshots and concept art until sometime. Until that someone might, leaks. Uh, it might go really quiet till E3 next year. Yeah. And then E3 probably get a release date. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Battlefield, open beta date. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Smash Brothers. Assassin's Creed. Uh, we'll skip it next year. Yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed is a game no, Right, right. Which I is am interesting. Really looking forward to Odyssey, though. Like I, I haven't origins, watched this new whatever that came out of Gamescom yet. Same really basic stuff. Like I, okay. I saw what I saw at E3, and I was no. like, "Yo, you're gonna try and make like an, a Witcher fight Assassin's Creed." I'm here for it, especially given how good Origins was. Like, if you haven't played Origins, if you were tired of Assassin's Creed, like you, like me, far more than I thought they were. I'm interested to see what that new Darksiders game is. I like those. I liked the first one. I like the second one. Uh. Life is strange. Life is strange. Too. Yeah, we yeah. didn't talk. Let's, we should pull that up. Maybe let me pull that up. Yeah, let's, we should watch that trailer. Um, you wanna, yeah, do you want to link me to yours? Just, do you got I it? I don't have one yet. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, I'll let you look it up. Um, yeah, they. You know, the first episode comes out next month, so it's like a month from now, I think, um, late September. Yeah. Um, All right, ready to watch and, this thing. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then maybe you can read the little write-up for it once we're done. All right. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. So these two brothers were. If you played the Captain Spirit, how am I supposed uh, to take care of us out here? Uh, you saw them. They were neighbors of the boy um, featured in Captain Spirit. Right. He's not anywhere in here. Although the developers have hinted that he will make some sort of reappearance in the game proper. Maybe gotcha. just. It might. My thought is it'll probably just be the beginning. Underground! Um, Don't move! It'll just be some sort of crossover where maybe they help you know what was happening at that house, but uh, What are we gonna do now? Yeah. There's yeah, nothing we can't do. Actual description of the game because as long as we're together. It's a really interesting yeah, do you have that description up? Yeah, I'm pull- I'm pulling it on there. Okay. Yeah, so so this is uh, the official sort of write-up of don't nod, which is uh, main characters of Life is Strange 2 are brothers Sean, 16, and Daniel Diaz, 9. Two brothers living a fairly normal life in Seattle, Washington. Following a tragic event, their lives are forever changed. Now on the run from the police and threatened with both separation and incarceration, Sean decides to take his younger brother and seek a better life in their family's hometown of Puerto Lobos, Mexico. Life on the road is tough and dangerous. The brothers will face all manner of challenges as they bravely undertake a journey that will test the bonds of brotherhood. Playing as Sean, you'll need to make the kind of tough choices you can expect from a Life is Strange game. You'll need to live with the consequences of your actions. The game uh, will this time focus on brotherhood alongside the need to guide and educate your younger brother while simultaneously coming of age yourself. As the previous games in the series, Life is Strange 2 will tackle a host of issues that all of us can identify with that will cause moral dilemmas and require much soul-searching. These themes come together most powerfully in the way Daniel will develop uh, depending on the lessons you teach him and the role model you decide to be. So, I mean, you know, a game that, you know, touching on immigration issues, yep. family separation issues, definitely you know, stuff uh, that was yeah, uh, uh, know, uh, certainly uh, in the air in when this game is probably starting development in like 2016, um, that has become all the more uh, prescient. In yeah. Uh, I mean, like, even uh, just the, the notion of like 
two young kids on uh, you know out in the world by themselves is a pretty potent and packed to one. have an interaction with police have, and yeah, are two to, people of color to two yeah young people of color to have yeah exactly some sort of violent interaction with a cop is uh let's say uh, pretty heavy and 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 again fraught uh so i'm very curious i, I like life is strange one a lot um but I'm, i like life is strange one is a, a lot and I, I i liked before the storm but didn't love before the storm mm-hmm. and I would say I outright loved uh, Captain Spirit. Right. But uh, if you do, I, I'll have to, I don't have the links uh, to me offhand, but like there are plenty of reasons to be like deeply critical of like the way yep. like Life is Strange handled like uh, it's queer know, issues and yeah, yeah, yeah queer absolutely. issues like uh, some really fucked up ways they depicted um, you know uh, uh, disability yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and the what's life is like to you know be someone um, you know going through you know experiences like that, but. Um, and it, it's a big but, but like they they nailed an emotional core that I think resonated with a lot of people. It's why I think a lot of folks were able to, if not hand wave, then like look past that stuff to something that spoke to them. And I right. think Life is Strange spoke to a lot of people. It felt yeah. very authentic. Um, and like this is you know Captain Spirit. I thought I dealt very thoughtfully with you know issues of uh, parenthood and child abuse. Um, and like the fact that they're gonna go, hey. Now we're going to do one that like touches on like immigration and like, fuck. Okay. You okay, know, I think that's going to be, let's fraught. see how it goes. Yeah. My guess is they're going to fuck up yep. parts of it. But what I'm excited about is like, it's a, however it ends. I, I think even when they fuck up, like it seems like a team that's trying to be thoughtful about it right. uh, as they miss mistakes along the way. Um, so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic and I'm glad that this, the sequel is swinging for the fences in a way that I, the cynical version of me did, you know, there's a version where you follow Chloe and Max. Yep. You know, and that's it. Again, yeah. Do you, think, do you think they pop up? Do you think we get a nod to them in some way? They said it's a universe, right? Yeah. So like it's, yeah. it's called life is strange for the life is age universe at this point for a reason. Yeah. You know, there are, uh, references in captain spirit. Uh, my, my guess is I suppose that there has been data mining. I, I haven't read that stuff. So I no spoilers, but, um, you know, they are aware that people want to know what happened to those characters. And my guess is Life is Strange, she will find. I really doubt that, like, Chloe and Max are going to show up. But I right. won't be surprised if you find, like, scraps of paper that, you know, give you some closure about, you know, what happened to those uh, characters. So, uh, yeah, I am really excited. And, yeah, it's not far off. So, uh, right. Uh, Patrick, be curious. people will yeah. not let us go without watching this oh, okay. Devil May Cry 5 trailer. So That's fine. let me see if there's any other news to watch about. Uh, talk about. Otherwise, we'll close on on this DMC uh, five thing, which I, I skimmed, but I did not actually sit down and watch. So Master Chief Collection added to Xbox One. Game yeah, Pass, that's cool. good. Hunt Showdown coming to Xbox One. That game Microsoft is still is neat. Smartly using yeah Sony. Yeah, the fuck is whatever. Don't do an early access program. That's fine. But I think it is. Even though the Hunt Showdown, I, I don't know what the state of that game is, but I think it continues to be really smart of. Um, they should be throwing that stuff at the wall. They, Microsoft yes. should continue to be throwing that stuff at the wall because you never know when the next thing is going to be. You know, it might not be a Fortnite, but it can be a, a, a you know a, a Daisy again. You know, you, well, yeah. You don't you don't need the big game if you have a bunch of small to medium yep. games simmering yep. uh, in the background. Um, Shenmue three got the release date. I don't have any. I didn't play Shenmue. You know, affinity for the series. I will probably play the third one because I'm like curious. Curious. In the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. But I. Like, 
I, I might load up the PC version just because I, I've literally never played it. That's I, hitting this week, right? Curious. I think the it's out now. Stuff? Yeah. I think it came yeah. out uh, this week. Uh, da, 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 State of Decay Daybreak DLC. Oh, cool. I missed that entirely. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll check that out. Dying Light, uh, Bad Blood, a Battle Royale Dying Light game. You know what? I won't count out those folks because they seem to be real smart about Dying Light. And yeah. That could be fine. Um, bah, 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 bah. The Quiet Man got a new trailer. Yo, I watched it. They are not showing anything about that game, okay. and it keeps saying coming soon, which means like that's probably just gonna like really drop. Yeah, like, there'll be a trailer. that's like out next week. I've been hearing some rumors bad. about that development cycle being very rough. So yeah. I, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, New Settlers game. That's it. All right, all right. Work. We're gonna watch this DMC five trailer. Let me know when you're ready. Uh. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Partial nudity. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's Nero? You're up, Nico. I think so. Also, like, as this trailer is starting, we are both pro DMC, and I mean, you know capital D, lowercase m, capital C. Uh-huh. <laughs> Try not to get us killed That was a good game. There. I still never got around to it. What? I know. God, damn I know. It. All right. Well, then I'm I am capital. Okay. B, lowercase M, capital C. I like that van that just says Devil May Cry on it yep. in neon. That's good. Yeah, freeze time and shoot people with a cool revolver. Why not? I mean, this looks like a good character action game. Yep. Like, Surfing on dudes, weird faces coming out of the goo. The blood. Wow, that's a cool enemy. That's a good enemy. That looks. That's uh, some uh, Miyazaki Mi taking notes. Yeah. Uh huh. Both Miyazakis actually. Weirdly, both FromSoft <laughs> Miyazaki and Studio, Studio Ghibli <laughs> Miyazaki. It's like the exact overlap between the two. Uh huh. Wow, you gotta throw Godzilla by the tail sometimes. That's that's all right. Break a building on top of him. <laughs> okay, what I is just, uh, Space Pam Two says he looks like a YouTube influencer, and now you just, <laughs> you just like that's <laughs> yo just put some Logan Paul Logan DLC Paul, in yeah. this game. Uh huh. That's Logan Paul. Nero is Logan Paul. Logan Paul just did a backbreaker. That was all right. Drop your diss track, Logan. God. Shout out to the Low Gang. All right, he's surfing on a <laughs> rocket. Is that the name? That's the name. The Low Gang is the name of the Logan Paul's like click. <laughs> Hashtag Low Gang. That's a good. It's just a good RV. It's just a good RV. You ever think about getting an RV, Patrick? I down the street from me. Fuck. Someone doesn't have an RV, but has like a big. Tra you know, like, what do you call it? Yeah. Like a Trailer. A travel bus, like yeah. a, a travel bus. That's not the term, but whatever. I'm calling Wait, it. I'm bringing bring it back. Is Dante the word travel bus? No, Dante. it's like a, I guess RV, but it's huge. Like it's. Sorry, Patrick. I'm distracted by Dante turning his motorcycle into twin axes, and also being a dad who looks like AJ Styles, the wrestler. Wait a second. <laughs> did they cast? Wait. It, I gotta find. Oh, why did they go back to the dad? I gotta go back to the dad. I gotta check out this dad real quick. Uh, unfortunately, this guy looks so much like AJ Styles. 
I had to make, make it happen now and blow up this photo of AJ Styles. Someone in the chat with a dad, dad tay. Dad tay. That's. Is he a dad in this? I don't know. Seems like he could be. Dante gets around. Okay. Nero, what's Nero's relation to Dante? Brother. I don't know. <laughs> is it brother? Is it uncle? All right. I'm just saying. One second. Let's look at this dad. Pull back. Roll that beautiful dad. Roll footage. that dad footage, please. This is, is the same. Boy, he's dual wielding a motorcycle. I. That's the. That's their dad. That's it. <laughs> that's him right there. Shout us. That's him. I'm sorry. I'm sure he's also based on the real voice actor or whatever, but. This is just AJ Styles with his hair cut different. <laughs> so maybe he's doing the voice. Maybe he's doing the voice now. They got they, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the demon community. Fuck. Uh, yeah, Devil May Cry Five looks like a Devil May Cry I game. More, I wanted more of the, that motorcycle getting ripped apart. I, it's cool. Weapon. It's a cool. That's a cool that's way. The game, to, that's the part of the game I want to play. That's a cool way to use a. Uh, to use a, a, a motorcycle. That means we could probably get DMC5 and Bayonetta 3 same year, 2019. That's true. That's true. That's true. Wait, when is this out? Wait, what was the date on March. this? This March is all right. This is also March, right? God. Oh. We're and they be, haven't said when Bayonetta's coming out, which means it's probably. We're like, going to be so busy, Patrick. We're going to be so busy. Let's oh, just get an RV. Let's just get an yeah, RV. Can we play, and go. Let's go play games on RV. Get an RV. Like, get internet. We'll play the games on the V. We'll go yeah. stop at diners, the diner tour. This sounds good. This sounds better than what we're doing now. It's a lot, yeah, we'll write the reviews on that RV. We'll go to weird bars and we'll do karaoke meetups. Yeah. What's the Seinfeld show? The Cars and Comedians? Yeah. Let's do RVs and video games, you know? Catchy title. I'll, I'll workshop it, you know? Cars and Comedians getting coffee, it'll be... Get it'll Epic be, Games to sponsor it. There's a battle right. bus. There's a battle bus. They got so much Joel. money. Hey, Joel. Joel, are you listening? Joel, make this happen. I know Just, we never take money from, from game companies. One exception. Epic, put us on a battle we're bus. Not gonna, we'll play Fortnite once a day. That's it. Sure. I love it. Uh, Victory Royale. Woo. Influencers. Tomato Tom. See, I got it. I still got it. That's me. I'm 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 Tomato Tom, an influencer. That's me. I will wear a costume. Wow, you could be a good beef, whatever beef buddy, beef chief, chief beef, chief beef. What are you calling me? Chief beef. Mm. All right, we should wrap it up today as we've been going. Chief beef likes that partial nudity. <laughs> God damn it, I hate everything. I'm Austin Walker. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Patrick? Diners, drive-ins, and games. Spin <laughs> off! There it is. There it is. Let us let us live that life, please, world. Uh, you can find Patrick Klepik at Patrick Klepik on Twitter. You can find Waypoint, Twitter.com slash Waypoint, Facebook.com slash Waypoint Vice. Waypoint.twitter.com? Waypoint.twitter.com. We're a new subdomain. <laughs> <laughs> it's our Mastodon instance. It's find probably... Me that's probably like Twitter's like CMS, their back end. <laughs> uh, Twitter.com slash Waypoint, uh, Facebook.com slash Waypoint Vice. Find me over on Mastodon now. I'm, I, I'm over there. I'm on Will Smith's content. I registered a Mastodon account. Did you? Did you have you posted yet? No, I will never post there, probably. No, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. It's just like another thing to do. Like I barely. You got cut off there, and I'm, that's fine by me. Uh, all right, everybody, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow probably with something else i'd like to try to sneak in one more um uh, xcom stream this week if we can so look forward to that maybe if we can make it happen uh in any case until then peace
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 